Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash million, M-I-L-L-I-A-N. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Well, hello, my listeners. Welcome to this week's edition of the Heal the Sick podcast with me, Million, M-I-L-L-I-A-N, your ministry provocateur, iconoclast, firebrand, and the resident heretic here at Dominion Fire. It is a pleasure to have you join us here on the broadcast. We got a phenomenally good guest today, as we always do, but this one's going to be just amazing because we've been chatting a little bit on the pre-show and off the air, and we got some great stories ready to rock. It's going to be a good one. Joining me today this gentleman is from the Portland, Oregon area. That's two in a row from Portland. I mean, it must be some seriously healthy people out there, you know what I'm saying? But anyway, joining us today from Portland, Oregon. Now, this guy tells me he used to be a crazy person, a drug addict, then got born again, became a uh, JGLM junkie, John G. Lake Ministries, considered by, uh, today, he doesn't like the term elder because he's a young guy, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call him out a little bit, at Dominion Life Church in Portland, Oregon. There's a healing room out there, works in affiliation with JGLM. Uh, healing minister, life team leader, joining us today, Zach Paulette. Zach, welcome to the Heal the Sick podcast. How are you, my bro? Hey, I'm, I'm doing real good, man. How you doing? Good. How's it feel to be an elder? It feels weird. I'm <laughs> young, man, but hey, James says that elders need to heal the sick, and uh, I meet that qualification, so. It's just an awkward term, but check the box. You're in. I love it. So uh, let's get into some healing testimonies. Uh, we talked about a couple off off air, and some were great. And I know you got some more. So healing testimonies, man. Let them rip. What do you got? All right. So uh, this is probably from from last summer. I have some recent ones, but last summer uh, I was uh, in Portland, and we took a few people out to minister, and we, we all split up. Uh, and we're in Southeast Portland, also like Powell and 60th. And there's a lot of, a lot of stuff going on around there. But we're walking, and I'm with uh, two young ladies, and and we're walking around. And there's this guy across the street who's clearly um, on drugs. He's geeked. I mean, he's shaking and moving and you know, squirming. Just you could tell he he's got some friends. So, uh, and he makes his way over to us, and he and uh, and, you know, we want to talk to him. We want to minister to him. We want to see if we can manifest as sons, you know, and we want to get him healed or we want to get him delivered, whatever it is. And so, you know, this guy, he he's holding his ribs. He, he's hurt. And we said, what's wrong with you, man? And he, he just got beat up and they, you know, they took his stuff and, and, uh, and he's mad. And he's going to go find these guys. But he, he found us instead. And he's got this... Uh, uh brass knuckles you know and he he's like kind of scary you know and i'm with these two girls uh you know and, and we're not going to get in a fight with this guy but it's like uh a little intimidating and anyway so I, I try to get closer and we're talking to him and he's kind of threatening us and and uh you know and we just say look man jesus you know we kind of preach a little bit jesus will heal jesus can help you he'll fix this thing he will heal you. And let me pray. And he won't let us touch him. He's like growling at us. And so finally I get closer and, and I said, look, just take my hand, you know. And I'm not like a 
believing anything special. I'm just I'm just trying to get a hold of his hand, you know. Um, in case he does uh, hit me with these brass knuckles, I really didn't want to get punched in front of these girls. So I, I really wanted to get a hold of this guy's hand, and then, so I grab his hand, and as soon as I touch his hand, this guy jumps away, jumps back, and he's instantly sober. And uh, his ribs instantly healed. And, you know, we, we really didn't, like, pray. We really didn't do anything. Uh, Jesus just said, lay hands on the sick. And we get there and touch this guy. Boom, instantly sober. Then he's crying because he's really been tough. He's crying and he gets born again. And this guy was going to, you know, find these guys and fight them or whatever, hurt them that stole his stuff and it just totally got intercepted. It was, it was neat. And, uh, I didn't get punched in the face, which is always a bonus. The wicked one comes and he, he doesn't touch us. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's good to be able to be bold and know that God will back you up. You know, have you, uh, followed up with him? Have you seen him lately? Is there anything after the fact? Well, no, this is, um, a guy who, uh, I, I believe he was homeless at the time. I, I don't know. I, we tried to contact him, but uh, not everybody we get when we're on the street or when we're downtown, we get to uh, contact again. So some people we do, and we, we go to minister at the same locations often, but this guy, uh, we never saw him again. All right, so let's continue on. Tell me some more testimonies. Okay, we were downtown, and uh, I speak a, a little bit of Spanish, right? I, I work in a furniture warehouse. I speak Spanish with, with my workers, you know, not great. But, um, you know, more like sending Spanish, not, not able to receive very well. You know, I can't dialogue. So we're downtown and we uh, kind of hitting a wall, you know, I'm with a couple of people. And, and so we kind of didn't have much success. And we went you know, around another corner, kind of rougher area of downtown. And there's this place where they're feeding people and we meet this guy and he's, you know, Spanish, from what I understand, he, he's Spanish. We're sort of speaking Spanish, but he's speaking really fast. And I just, you know, I'm trying to keep up and, you know, I might sound like a kid or something. But this guy, uh, I said, look, we want to pray for you. Are you sick? You know, Jesus will heal you. I know I know how to say about 10 things gospel-wise. <laughs> and I just can't kind of blurt those out and see what happens. Uh, so this guy, he says, no, but my brother is. And so we like follow him to this kind of halfway house kind of situation. And, um, and we get down to the lobby of this apartment and it's kind of gross, you know, I'm with a couple people and they, they might be a little grossed out, but Hey, we're doing the gospel. And so there's like bugs and, you know, it's, it's a gross downtown apartment. And so they, I, I didn't know what's wrong with this guy because language barrier, and, but it, three people carry this guy down two flights of stairs to us. And we had no idea what we we're going to pray for. It's just like, okay, now, you know, perform, do this. And, uh, <laughs> okay. You know, and, uh, we didn't realize how serious it was, but his leg is like mangled from, from the knee down, just completely mangled, like a bad surgery or something. And so he's in pain. He obviously he can't walk. They carried him down the stairs. And so we prayed, uh, the three of us, and we prayed in tongues and we prayed like we just we just believed God and, and didn't get to see anything. But um, so we said, look, hey, you know, 
Jesus is king, you know, he's going to prove that to you. We'll, we'll see you guys later. Here's our phone number. So the next day I get to work, you know, and trying not to think about failure or losing. And uh, so we get to work and I get a call on my cell phone and these guys are yelling in Spanish, like really fast, really excited. They're singing a song and I can't keep up. I don't know what is going on. And I'm trying to say, you know, is it bueno? Is it sanidad divina? Is it divine healing? Uh, I get one of my guys at work to kind of interpret and they say, you know, it's not Spanish, it's Cuban. That's why I couldn't keep up. Um, but they're saying he's totally healed. The guy's walking around uh, outside. He hasn't been outside in eight months and he's able to walk. He's walking down the stairs and up the stairs. And again, this is the next day. You know, I didn't get to see the miracle right in front of me. Um, but the signs will follow those who believe. And he's faithful to do that. It was neat, man. Yeah, Cuban Spanish is definitely its own little thing. Very interesting. And um, in addition, in the pre-show, you were telling me about a case involving switching socks. Now, that's going to sound weird to the listeners, but I want you to, I want you to tell that story because I thought it was fascinating. Go, go ahead on that one. Sure. So I had a contractor, and uh, he... He stepped on a big nail. We're working on a house and he couldn't uh, walk. And, you know, I got to get this house done. And so he left and I, and, you know, the next day he came, but he's limping around and this big hole in his foot, he, he's, he wants to go home. And I said, Let, let's just, you know, um, I'm, I'm discipling him. We didn't pray, but I said, here's what's going to happen. You change your socks and God will heal you. And, you know, they laughed me up and down, which is okay. Uh, but when, before I left, he changed his socks and when he changed his socks, all the pain was gone. And when he got home, all uh, the hole was actually gone and he ended up working all day and we finished the work and, but, uh, it's kind of not your average, you know, prayer for healing, but Jesus says, you know, all things possible to them who believe. And so we just believe that he does this, it's going to work and it works. I sort of flippantly like to ask the question of uh, whenever we see something crazy like that. And I ask this, did you have to do a lot of uh, praying up or fasting or anything like worship? Did you have to like really get into it for days or hours before this happened or was it, did it just happen? No, it, it just happened. It was um, not a lot. I mean, I wasn't ready for it. You know, I, I knew that he didn't work the day before, but I wasn't, um, you know, I mean, we didn't fast. We didn't do anything. He just came to work and it was still a problem. So we needed a solution and we, we want to believe God for the solution. And, uh, but yeah, nothing, no winding up, no, uh, anything, just, just believing that God is able to do exceeding abundant above all we think or ask or thoughts. Yeah, so listeners, we're up against our first break. It's been some great testimonies, and uh, I generally like to throw that question in. And of course, yes, I'm being flippant with you guys, and the reason that I'm doing that is because I don't want you to put any sort of prerequisites or pre-expectations of any kind on healing. When there's a need that shows up, God wouldn't like prompt you or, or give you this whole ability to function 
if he didn't want you to have the ability to function without, you know, all these prerequisites coming at it. So what I'm getting at here is when you see something, just go handle it. Just get it done, get it out of the way, get them healed and get on as you go. And, and, um, and there's nothing wrong with like the whole, you know, like I said, prayer or worship, nothing or fasting, nothing like that. I'm not saying don't, don't do those things. All I'm saying is don't make that the basis for everything because sometimes you won't have the opportunity to do that and you have to act. So, all right, when we come back, we're going to hear background and experience from our guest today. And we're going to get into more of like lessons and prayer time coming up right after this on the Heal the Sick podcast. Keep it locked back in a minute. Hey everyone, Million here. We would like to welcome Audible as a sponsor to this podcast and for you, the listeners of the Heal the Sick podcast. Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com forward slash million. M-I-L-L-I-A-N, you know how to spell it. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash million for your free audiobook. All right, listeners, we are back on the second segment of the Heal the Sick podcast with this week's guest from Portland, Oregon, Zach Paulette. He is with uh, JGLM and Dominion Life Church out in the Portland area, and we heard some great testimonies in the first segment. Now, before we go any further, I just want to ask you a quick to make sure you visit the website at dominionfire.com where you're going to find all the episodes of this program, the entire catalog from day one, as well as all of our other creative outlets that we use, including our YouTube channel and the other podcast we have called Dominion Fire 360. If you're an iTunes user, if you'll find both of our podcasts and if you would please leave a five-star rating and a positive review. It helps us get up higher in the rankings, which gets the message out to people. We need to get the message to the world. I'm telling you guys. Same thing on YouTube. If you go to youtube.com forward slash Dominion Fire Church, you'll find the DeFire vlog, which I produce, and I'm uh, revamping the um, the background for the video. So I haven't done one in a little while, but I'm doing some stuff in the background. We're going to get those rolling again. So make sure you subscribe to that channel. If you watch any videos, definitely hit the thumbs up. Same deal gets us higher up in the rankings and gets more people to hear the message. And, uh, you know, sometimes we got to, uh, sometimes we got to offend people a little bit to get them to pay attention. It's a good thing. I'm telling you, we got to provoke them a little bit. So I'm your ministry provocateur. It's what I do. So uh, please check that all out. Everything is at dominionfire.com, including all of our social media. So make sure you check all those out as well. Come hang with us and come share. Tell us what you've learned and uh, we'll all work on this together. Simple as that. All right. So back to our guest today, Zach. I would like to ask you at this point about you, your background, your experience. So for this segment, tell us about you. Okay. Well, uh, I'm 30 years old, but I've been just a Christian just almost a little over five years. I I had a great family, you know, and, and grew up in a good home and, you know, everything uh, seeming normal. Uh, doesn't mean I was born again, though. I was uh, uh, in the kingdom of darkness, where everybody starts. Uh, and, man, I just never knew I was supposed to get born again. I just kind of, you know, I knew about the Bible, and if somebody, you know, put a gun to my head, I'd say, yeah, Jesus, uh, but I, I didn't mean I had received him. Uh, I wasn't actually, said, wasn't actually changed. I wasn't actually a new creation. I just, you know, knew we went to my grandpa's church uh, when we went to Georgia and Sunday school and that kind of stuff, but I grew up, um, everything was good, and, uh, and you know, it wasn't like a horror story, but 
I just, uh, I started doing drugs. I started getting addicted to drugs and being around the wrong people and uh, just not, you know, downward spiral. Uh, got arrested with drugs and guns and, and a couple of miracles there, why I'm not in jail, which is fantastic. Uh, but uh, so I go to my, after after uh, the drugs and, and this experience, I, um, I try to kind of clean up my life and change everything and, and kind of change my environment and succeeded a little bit, but that doesn't fix you. You know, I, I was better than I was, but Jesus didn't die to make you better. Uh, he died to completely change you and put his nature in you and uh, so forth, make you a new creation, not just a better, you know, old creation. So um, after realizing I couldn't fix myself, I went to uh, Georgia uh, to my grandpa's church and nobody knows me there. Uh, my grandpa does, but no, none of the people do. And the pastor kind of stood up and had a, a word of knowledge and he, he shared to me, you know, in front of everybody, some of these things I've done in my life, stuff that nobody knows, especially across the country. Um, and I was baffled that this guy knows stuff about me. And I was kind of wrecked, you know, like the woman at the well. Like, you know, he says, you, you, you've had five husbands. And she kind of, her sin is revealed, you know. And, and my sin was revealed. And I was um, blown away at this, like, power. How did he know this? And, you know, I was associated with Jesus, but I kind of made a decision that day to get sold out. And I asked my grandpa, I said, what do I got to do? And he says, well, you got to get born again. You know, you got to get this Holy Spirit. And I said, well, sign me up, you know, wherever. Where do I sign you? And uh, at that point, I got I got saved down there with them. And, and I didn't have a church here in Portland, I believe, the way my grandpa does, kind of Pentecostal. And so I would follow him everywhere. I'd go to all his Word of Faith meetings. And, and uh, that was all I knew for, you know, six months. And uh, my grandma says, well, you, you'll like this guy, you know, John G. Lake. And so I, I looked him up, you know, and she says he's got a church in Portland. I didn't know he's been dead for however many years. And so I go home thinking I'm going to go to John G. Lake's church. But I couldn't find his church because he's dead and he, he's not got a church in Portland. And uh, so I look it up on YouTube and I find this guy, Curry Blake. And he says on this kind of commercial, uh, he says, if you're knowledge of the word of God exceeds your obedience to it, then you're backslidden. And I realized, man, oh, I'm not doing anything. I'm not being obedient to anything. I'm just going to church. You know, what am I doing? So, uh, and I got connected with their ministry pretty early on in, in my, um, uh, Christian life. And, you know, like the term, uh, you know the term crack baby, babies who are born addicted to drugs? Well, I'm kind of like a JGLM baby. It's like I was born again, and this is kind of all I know. So some of the sacred cows and stuff that he's talking about, I just, I never heard of a generational curse before. I never heard that you have to get the sin out before somebody can get healed, because that's not true. I just, I just knew that, you know, whatever the Bible said was true, even though I never, you know, read it before. But, you know, I was associated that it was true. and then he kind of tricked me with uh, the DHT. Uh, like we talked in uh, the DHT uh, about healing and it's, 
you know, this spectacular, these, these miracles. And it really kind of caught me. Um, but more than anything, it gave me something to do uh, in the kingdom and made me a doer of the word. As appealing as healing is, um, after I had something to do, it's like, wow, this is, I can do this. I can actually reach out. I can actually help this person or that person. I have a job, you know. And since then, I've got to lead a, a life team or, or like a home church um, with them. And, and we had lots of people, lots of people come. We actually had too many people. The goal is to have those kind of smaller. And uh, we had like 75 people coming to my house some nights. And it was nuts. Um, but it was it was a great time. People are getting healed. Uh, Jesus is getting glorified. People are getting built up in the body. And uh, now I um, I serve at the Dominion Life in Portland. I serve uh, my pastors Andy and Vitaly. They kind of oversee the the Russian side of things with JGLM, and and uh, I help here on the Portland side of things. And that's kind of where I'm at now. We're just kind of raising people up, getting them out on the street, getting them able to confidently heal the sick, getting their consistency up um, because he's faithful. So we've got to be faithful. We're going to, we're going to get the consistency of God in every area and healing and in freedom. And, you know, we want to make every man perfect in the day of Jesus. Amen. Definitely. What have you found in your experience? Because uh, we've we got a little bit of time in our segment left. Um, what would you, in your experience, what has been maybe like the hardest part about ministry for you? Because I know, like for me, it's it, it's when you see someone get healed and then they kind of fall back into it. It's very hard to deal with. Or maybe you don't see healing right away. That's sometimes hard to deal with. Um, or just people that enjoy their sickness or don't want to be healed because they'll lose their disability or anything like it. Very frustrating. What do you find in your experiences? some of the, I guess, the, the, the rougher parts of ministry you have to deal with? You know, it, it's never fun to lose. Um, and when somebody dies on your watch, you know, we don't make excuses. It's, if, if we didn't get them, if we didn't help them, man, we, we missed a shot. And, and sometimes a shot is, is somebody's life. And we don't want, we don't want to miss any shots. Um, we want to, you know, do what Jesus did and even greater, he said. So, um, th- that's probably the most, you know, I mean, cause b- betrayal, if somebody betrays you, okay, it's easy forgive them, you know, but when somebody's not around anymore, um, it's, you always have this thing, whether it's, it's the enemy trying to beat you up. It's like, Hey, you didn't get it done. You know, you're, you messed up. You could have done better. And it's the devil tries to beat you down with that thing. And you really have to, you know, it's our responsibility to heal the sick. But it's it's God's burden, you know. It, we're to cast that care on Him. It's it's our responsibility. It's my job to do the job, but it's His burden. It's it's His um, show, you know. I, I'm a worker, and it's just got to keep that in the forefront of your mind when when the devil tries to attack you with that stuff. Yeah, no doubt. And we talked about that on the pre-show a little bit. Something that um, you know, people ask, well, what about this? What about that? How do you get them? How do you get people to keep their healing, for instance? And the main thing is just do your job. And yet, because I said, as we were talking about on the pre-show, I said, if you sit there and try to figure out 
how the kingdom works with your rational mind. You try to figure out why does this happen? You're going to go out of your mind. You're going to make yourself nuts trying to figure this stuff out. And the better part is just do your job. And, you know, it goes how it goes. Just do your job because you may pray for someone, see absolutely nothing. And we had a testimony where three, four weeks later, you found out about the healing. So you could have easily gotten out of faith and said nothing happened. Instead, you just put it out there, let it ride, and something cool came out of it. So you just did your job. So listeners, that's the most important thing. Just do your job, be cool, and you know, let, let God do his part. So we're up against our second break, listeners. When we come back, it's our really intense segment where we do some lessons and prayer times, and we wrap it up. So keep it locked here on the Heal the Sick podcast. Right back in a moment. Hey everyone, Million here. We would like to welcome Audible as a sponsor to this podcast and for you, the listeners of the Heal the Sick podcast. Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com forward slash million, M-I-L-L-I-A-N, you know how to spell it. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash million for your free audiobook. All right, listeners, we are back on the third and final segment here of the Heal the Sick podcast. It's been a great one so far, and this is where we start turning up the heat a little bit. In this segment of the show, we talk about some lesson times and some prayer times, so let's get right into this. Zach, as far as our lesson today, you had mentioned the topic of the importance of actually being a doer and finding out if you're actually doing it and so on and so forth. So I believe that's what you wanted to teach your lesson on today. So what would you like to share with us? Well, I think that it's it's so easy. I mean, that um, it's so simple to do our job, but you know, I think the human condition always, you know, we always add this stuff, and we, you know, there's a scripture that says people uh, in this age, in this time, they'll be always learning, but they'll never be able to come to a knowledge of the truth, uh, an experiencing knowledge of the truth, and it's easy to stay learning or to stay doing something that's not necessarily uh, your job, you know. I, I have a lot of employees, and um, you know they, they're where they're supposed to be, but they might not be doing what they're supposed to be doing. And you know, there's a lot of believers. I think, and they're they're in Christ, you know, and they're they're in church, they're in ministry, they're they're where they're supposed to be, but not always maybe doing what they're supposed to do. And so, I just just uh, like in James, he says. If you're not a doer of the word, you deceive yourself. And, you know, there's really three things that I'd say that people get deceived. They get deceived into the first thing is thinking it's too hard or impossible. You know, I couldn't do that. You know, I'm not a good speaker. I'm not this or whatever. They're not. Uh, But you got to focus on what you are. They get deceived into thinking sometimes that they're doing it when they're actually not doing it. You know, many times people think they go to a church that believes in laying hands on the sick and they go to a church that believes in speaking in tongues or they go to a church that, you know, this is in their statement of faith. But but are they doing it or are they learning about it? You know, never coming to the knowledge of doing it. And it's super dangerous. Um, if you don't do it, you don't know. You know, I mean, I didn't know how delicious these Russian cakes are until I did it, until I had one of these Russian cakes. Man, and now I know. It's fantastic. And you don't want to miss out. <laughs> but Jesus said, you know, uh, whoever hears these things of mine and does them 
and does them. He is like the guy who, who built his house on the rock. And so we want to be the guys who, who do them, that, that actually has a house on the rock that we can bring people into and, and help them and, and uh, present them perfect in the last day. And I think that, uh, well, when, when kind of thinking about this, uh, this is a while ago, but while meditating about this, uh, I, I don't often bring up the, the bride of Christ because I like to show Christianity strong. And I think that, you know, modern Christianity is defic- deficient of the strength that Jesus actually walked in. And, and uh, so I like to show a very strong and very tough in Christianity. But thinking of the bride of Christ, you know, I'm thinking and I'm praying, God, you know, I'm zealous. I want to do so. What, what do we do? You know, I didn't know what I know now, but he kind of showed me this marriage, you know, and there's a, there's the guy going to get married, the groom, and he's really excited and the guy's doing the wedding and, and this guy, you know, do you take this one? Yes. Uh, I, you know, and he does all that stuff and he's just ready to say it. Um, and then the guy looks to the woman and says, you know, do you take this man? And she didn't say anything. And God said to me, when, when we're not doing the word, when we're not being a doer of the word, we aren't saying I do to his son, you know, as the, as the bride of Christ. And if you don't say I do, man, you're not getting these benefits. And so many times the things that God says we're supposed to have don't work for people because they're not. They're not in the flow of keeping his commands. And, you know, it's, it's not that you have to keep them to get everything to work, man, but the goal, our job here on earth, is to keep these commands. And that's how he said we'll show our love to him, to the world. Uh, if you love me, keep my commands. And I just want to encourage everyone to, to really get in this sort of what am I supposed to be doing on the earth? Am I doing what Jesus said? Am I having the results that Jesus, am I experiencing what Jesus said I'm supposed to experience? And just to go back and practically look, am I doing the word or am I hearing about it or am I doing what I want to do? Because it's really easy to get just doing what you want to do, you know? I mean, I, I, I was, that's kind of, I was stuck in a, in a rut, like, uh, with, with the same thing. That's kind of how this came about. But I wasn't doing anything. And like I said in the last session, the DHC really just kick-started me, just really gave me a boot in the rear to start doing something. I could talk to somebody. I could lay hands on them and say, yeah, I could, I could accomplish this. And I think people need that. If people would like to reach out to you, maybe find you or ask you some questions or follow up, uh, how can people contact you? Um, we've got a website here for the Portland branch. It's www.dominionlifepdx. Dot com. Um, my phone number is on the website. I kind of do all the web work for them, but I take the prayer requests also. And uh, we also have a Facebook and a YouTube channel, uh, Dominion Life PDX. And again, my phone number is there too. If people, if you guys need something or if there's, uh, you know, I, I'm available and we kind of distribute all the prayer requests uh, that we get and, and uh, see a lot of success. So if we can help, we'd be happy to serve you in that. Excellent. And now, uh, listeners, by the way, if by any chance you cannot find him or track him down or can't find any information, please email me at dominionfirechurch at gmail.com and I will make sure that you get in contact. So 
Again, excellent. Now we wrap up our program. We have come to the end and we wrap up with our prayer time. So what I'd like to ask you to do is if you'll please pray for our audience for healing specifically, but along the way, if you get any sort of other promptings or prophetic anything, by all means, let it rip. So at this time, please pray for our audience and take us all the way to an amen. All right. So right now, Right now, in the name of Jesus, Father, we thank you for your word, that your word sanctifies these people, that we've given the, the precedence to your word. Father, that we know you're faithful to do your word. Uh, the psalm says you sent your word and it healed them. And so right now, in the name of Jesus, every pain, every sickness, every body under the sound of my voice right now, I command you be healed in Jesus' name right now. Receive the life of God in your body now, in Jesus' name. And Father, I thank you for these people. I thank you for your word, that it has power and that it doesn't return void. That you wouldn't have wrote it, you wouldn't have said it if you wouldn't do it. And we thank you for the opportunity to be a doer of your word in the future. So, Father, we thank you. I just pray that the the eyes of their understanding would be enlightened, that they would know what is the hope of your calling. Because that's what we want to walk on. I mean, we want to walk worthy of your calling. And so, Father, we thank you for that, for every person's life. And so anybody who had pain, any sickness, begin to move, begin to move that thing around and, and do what you couldn't do before. Because Jesus is king, and he's going to prove it right now. Amen. Amen. Listeners, anytime, visit our website at www.dominionfire.com for this and the entire catalog of programs. And also, if you need anything as far as any of our social medias or you wanted to watch any of our videos, everything's again on the website, dominionfire.com. Or if you need to contact us for any uh, healing testimonies from our prayer times or any additional information or contact, dominionfirechurch at gmail.com. I want to thank you guys for listening to us today. I want to thank Zach for spending some time sharing his life and experience with us on the program. And uh, as always, every week we bring you amazing guests from all around the world sharing the exact same experiences that God is real and God is active and moving and uh, this stuff is there and available for whoever's willing to step out into it. So as our guest said today, go out and be a doer and uh, tell me, report back to me. Tell me what happens. I'd love to hear your story. So thanks for joining us on the podcast. As we always say here at our ministry, boom goes Yeshua. And we will see you next time.